All right, welcome back to another episode of Make It Happen with Morrison Property Inspections. How are you doing today, Dwayne? I'm good. How are you doing, Chase? Doing good. Doing good. We uh, we had a good night last night. We were uh, in theme of uh, the Western attire at uh, our installation for, for Aria Tri-County, which was super exciting. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was a good time. I know um, every time there's an installation going on, it's always it tends to be a uh, very social event and just opportunity to connect with people uh which is a great a great thing for us in our business uh, and just also just seeing people we haven't seen in a while i think at the same time too but it was uh, it was a fun event uh i like the venue uh it was, a, it was a cool place to say the least but uh moving into this morning um little 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 slower paced i would say in comparison to last night last night was kind of crazy <laughs> in comparison to what we're doing today but uh certainly excited to get another episode in the books for what we're doing here um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i know we got some big things coming up over the next week or two um come to think of it we might not we may not be podcasting no not next thursday but the following one right if we're the going following on a retreat well i mean we're gonna have to see if we can organize uh a, a couple of podcasts we can drop and then we'll just kind of yeah you know prepare them beforehand makes sense makes sense yeah for we're doing uh learning a little bit more about franchise development franchise coaching mm -hmm. um always tapping into resources people that are smarter than us right mm -hmm. that's always a great great room to be in and to learn from other more people. knowledgeable for sure more, yeah more knowledgeable have the experience and it's a it's a great opportunity i think for what we're doing and the direction we're going in um you know it can't be understated i mean you, you know we, we have a very successful business and mm -hmm. we're going out there to to basically you know go shoulder to shoulder with people that have more experience than us because you can't learn experience unless you're around people that are experienced and when you are and they drop you know uh nuggets mm -hmm. and 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 are willing to answer questions and share knowledge based on their experience it's it's amazing how many people don't utilize that as a resource uh <laughs> it, it no it really is that's something i've really came to the realization of over the last gosh there's a couple months of i think between ifa and a couple other segments that we've done the more connections making just in the industry um mm -hmm, on a regular mm -hmm. basis the how valuable it is to be able to collaborate with people at different levels of experience than you right. in this industry especially with franchising um and it, it kind of blows my mind about how everyone comes from different areas and everyone starts within this within the franchising industry everyone kind of has very similar growing pains sure. in a lot of ways even sure. though being industry uh specific um and just seeing unique ways that people break out of it and find their own path and it's um the value like you said the value in that can't be understated um it's it's huge and a definitely huge learning opportunity uh regardless of industry and if you're hanging out with people with more experience than you and you are willing to absorb the information and pick up those nuggets that they're dropping on you and then act and on good. it exactly right you know you, you can't i mean you can't just sit there and and listen and then well i got to learn for myself mm -hmm. i mean that's ignorant mm -hmm. you know why why would you do that that makes no sense yeah i mean i would be i would be months behind in knowledge if i if never going to ifa or going right or, or going to these round tables on a weekly basis right and all that kind of great stuff it's um it's pretty amazing how much you can expedite your own knowledge um it's tough though because what's your topic i mean what are we jumping into today we're talking we're going to be speaking about growth and how growth can seem very scary at times absolutely you know and so when you're talking to these people with experience mm -hmm. and they're telling you you know uh, uh 
information mm -hmm. based on their experience to help you grow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, it's, it can be scary because sometimes it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, no, no I'm going to lose. I, I, I'm, I'm going to lose here. This isn't going to help me. Mm -hmm. I, I, I may, I, I, I may not be able to sell. I may not be able to make, close deals because I mean, the big, one of the biggest ones lately is we're raising prices. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've worked so hard for these clients. They're going to leave me because I'm raising prices because they're going to go get it cheaper because I know this other company does it cheaper. Um, you know, and then we even raised some prices on our side in, in the franchising world. And it was kind of scary because, but we looked at what everybody else was doing that was kind of along our lines. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we, and after we got consultation from experienced brokers they're like well here's the reasons why you need to do this and we made a decision to do it now we're going to find out whether or not all that experience and that advice and con you know con consultations is going to really work out which it looks like it's going to mm -hmm. and you know so good move on our part but man you're right uh, uh you know preparing for growth is can be scary it certainly can be um without a doubt it takes uh even with the consultation of professionals that have been, you could be dealing with someone 30 years in the industry or, or an expert right. and renowned expert in this, but that small little bit that the uncomfortability factor of like still having to kind of cross that line and just well, and, and do it is still a, the risk, right? That's involved mentally. Well, um, and it makes it hard to, to fully see the big picture. What, what we're always thinking in our mind is, well, that works for, that works for them, but at, you know, I don't know that's going to work for me. I'm just a small fish. Mm -hmm. It's like, <laughs> there's always that little devil's advocate in your ear challenging, you know, and it's like, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, don't that, do it. Yeah. That's something I had to run down. It's like us being our own, our, our biggest doubters, right. Mm -hmm, in terms mm -hmm. of, Oh, well, my, my situation specific that I'm they're, different they're, they're, you know, they're dealing with different people than us and this or that, whatever yeah. that might be. Um, it, uh, it, it's weird how psychological it gets, um, it does, with, it does. with the decision-making processes and finding ways to overcome that uncomfortability factor that everyone has to at one point or another. Well, um, we talked about in an earlier podcast, I, I think it was only a couple of podcasts ago about surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah, we People did. can mm -hmm. influence you in a very positive way. And, uh, uh, you know, the people that are real negative and Debbie Downers, you know, just, just put boundaries up with those people because they're not going to help you get anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you got, now here, here's the caveat. When you got positive people around you, giving you, you know, positive advice based off experience, you, you, you got, you know, that's not always very comfortable, is it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I tweeted or I not, I didn't retweet. I reshared uh, an Instagram thing from that guy that does family feud. Okay. He oh, says uncomfortable. Steve Harvey. Gotta, what's his name? Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Yeah. If you successful people live in uncomfortable places, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so you want to be successful. You want to grow. You, you have to get uncomfortable. Yeah, no, that's very true. I think I actually saw that same little clip of yep. him saying mm -hmm. that. He goes, uh, pe people die in that comfortable stage because they, yeah. they, they sit back and they, they're, it's, I'm safe here. This is my safe space, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to, mm -hmm. I don't want to poke the bubble and see what might be on the other side. Things are working well. The machine's exactly. oiled and it's, it's going along, but it's, uh, but at that point it's like, okay, well, there's always got to be innovation. There's always got to be a next step in one way or another, right? Just at least keep up with what's going on around you. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's hard. I'm, to, I'm to a big proponent. 
I'm a big proponent, Chase, of, of when you're and things are going really well, the, the, that's the time when you try to step out and push it a little harder and farther. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have been very comfortable in a certain space to where, especially in the early years of my business where I was really busy. And so I didn't market as much because I didn't have the time because I got so busy. Mm -hmm. Somebody came in and started taking my clients. But I was so busy. I, so it was like, how was I going to grow from that? Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't setting myself up for growth because I was comfortable mm -hmm. uh, and didn't even realize I was comfortable, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, worked really hard to develop the relationships and the clients that I had, but I didn't do anything to grow. So if you're not growing and you're comfortable, yeah, that might work for you. But I mean, now you're reactionary. You're going to react to the people that are trying to compete against you and what they're doing as opposed to you pushing the needle in a certain direction. I think I think that growth comfortability comes with understanding that when you're new you want to grow fast and you want to grow as much as you can and right you're, and, you, and you're not growing or well you're not you're not understanding where the mediocrity begins and then once yeah. you get comfortable the mediocrity begins then you stop and that's why other competition starts getting better because they're passing that mediocrity so every time you become comfortable becomes mediocre so you got to push past well in and with growth comes uh responsibility mm -hmm. right with, with growth comes uh things that that you have to do to prepare yourself and in, in, it's outside the box a lot of times mm -hmm. right i'm not going to get into the secret sauce of our business but i've structured our business in a way to where we can grow and scale yeah be flexible up, right up or down mm -hmm. and the capital investment and the uh the positive cash flow and the negative cash flow all kind of work in harmony and in sync with each other. Yeah, it's like it's like the waves crash up on the shore, right? It kind of just pulls back and goes forward. And you're able to kind of stay in this zone of yeah. essentially you're 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 bulletproofing your business, right? In terms of being sure. in, in, in in most ways where you're able to account for the good times, the bad times, and then reap the benefits and then still be afloat and still be able to operate during the times where maybe things are a little slower. Right. Um, right. I, I like what you mentioned there a minute ago about being a big proponent of pushing the boundaries when things are going well. Yes. Because it's really hard, and I think we probably experienced it as well, as when you're in a lull to then step up and then push even further down right. a rabbit hole that you can't see the other end of in hopes of something great coming out of it versus when things are going good you have the opportunity you have the maybe you have the cash to do it or some extra income right, right to right. to utilize you have maybe extra time or extra resources whatever that might be to push yourself a little bit further and you're not going to crash and burn on your face if it doesn't fall, doesn't go through um i like that that point you made well i i know quite a few successful people mm -hmm. that have experienced a a low level of success mm -hmm. but success nonetheless and reap the rewards from that mm-hmm you know, uh, you hear a lot about like the stock market when the stocks are up, you want to take your dividends, right? You know, and, and when you know they're paying dividends and paying dividends and everybody just putting them into their, you know, taking the dividends and spending them. Mm -hmm. Well, what what highly successful people do is they take those dividends and buy more stock. Yeah, they just recycle it right back into the system. <laughs> right, right. They don't take the dividend, right? You live within your means. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't go buy, you know, the Porsche. Right. You, you, you continue driving the Honda Accord, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and and so, you know, it's tough. And, you know, sometimes you, you may need to take another loan. Mm -hmm. You can go on the other way with it. You're, you're not really making a lot more in profit, 
But for you to grow, you need to take a loan and maybe invest more into the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, you know, in, our, our, in franchising, sometimes that's like, okay, my, my franchise is successful. I'm doing really well. Well, let's take another, let's go to the bank, get another loan and buy another territory mm-hmm. and make that territory successful too. You know, I mean, and so look, the economy is not always going to be rocking and rolling. No. You, you know, I mean, and so, you know, for the most part in the United States, even, even when we're in recession, our economy is pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to work hard, you can pay your bills and, and, and do well, it, it, depending on what, where you positioned yourself in, in, in whatever, uh, uh, you know, market that you're in. Obviously, when you're in a heavy recession, I don't know if the travel industry is going to be the greatest for you. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, there are some that, you know, luxury goods probably don't get bought as much. People probably aren't out there buying as many Rolexes when, you know, we're in a real high recession. Mm-hmm. But when the economy is really chugging along, all those higher end ticket items really sell well. Mm-hmm. You know, but so so when you're if you're in that industry, in the luxury industry where where they're, they're doing really well, you need to put money back maybe try to diversify yeah, exactly to, to wait out and be prepared in times of, uh, of slowness, I guess you could well, say. Well, right? And you need to be able to scale your business both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you don't, you know, yeah. So, you know, that jewelry stores know that all too well, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but if you're in a service industry, you, you need to do the things to kind of build your business in a way to where when things do slow down, there's diversification on maybe services that you provide. Um, you know, when things are going really well, no, everyone just, it, it's just, it's business. You know, I, I like that the scalability is tough and it's scary, but you have to do the right things, you know, and, and you have to try to grow. You need to try to constantly hire and expand and find talent. Now, when the, the problem with finding talent, when the economy is chugging along and is really good, there's less talent out there. Mm-hmm. Right. But you, but that doesn't mean that you give up, right? You, you continue, you have to invest more into finding and recruiting and headhunting. It costs more when times are good, but you have more money. Mm-hmm. When times are tough, there's more talent available because people are, you know, looking for jobs. They're looking for jobs, right? Yeah. So it's easier to find talent, but you ha- you have less work for the talent to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, it it doesn't matter. You you have to work hard, and 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 you need to be be pushing the needle forward. You need to be aggressive. You need to be a business person, business mm-hmm. mindset, business oriented. And you need to keep those positive people around you that are stretching you. Well, you interviewed 20 to get one. Sometimes you're interviewing 50. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- there was a point when times were really good. And what, you know what, you know what I used, what I did for a long time, and we may go back to this here fairly soon, is we, w- we would let anybody come to the interview. Uh-huh. We'd have 20, 30 people sitting downstairs. I remember that. Yeah. You know, and, and I would do, you know, you've heard of speed dating? Yeah. We'd do speed interviewing, candidates. right? And, and we, we real fast, you find out who tried to come in two minutes late. You lock the door. Mm-hmm. They're out. You, you didn't waste an hour putting it, putting an hour on your calendar. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> right. You know, and, and well, so yeah. the, the people yeah. that are early, oh, they check They check the early box. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and then the, you give them a little test. The people that were smart, you find out on the test real quick and you're not even setting aside. You're not wasting time on your calendar. So there's yeah. a lot of things that you can do and you need to be doing those things. You should always be recruiting and interviewing always because the bottom line is if talent comes into your door and that's a talented person you hire them mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and and and, and you know mo- remove the wheat from the chaff if you got that one person that's just dead wood it's time you got you well, you got somebody good now let that dead wood go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know uh you know but you you can't just be reactionary is what i'm trying to say yeah it's the there's there's an ebb and flow to the business right that you have to kind of 
abide by and kind of structure yourself around um, without a doubt and being business oriented. I mean, some people have a, have a knack, right, of cons considering all those other factors and being able to scale and being able to be flexible during down times and, and pushing during the hard times, everything they were talking about here. And so but, but, being... that, but that makes it to where, where, where scaling your business isn't scary because mm -hmm. you're doing things that are going to help you Correct. to do that. Correct. You're setting yourself up, right? Right. To, to take those next steps without it being, rather than having to take giant leaps at a time, you, you're, you're taking step, a step every single day. And so that now, that next step is really nothing you haven't already done, right? At, well, the, at the end of the day, in comparison to... If you're working from home, right? You don't have a brick and mortar. Getting talented people to come and work for you is much harder, right? So, mm -hmm. so, so there's always an argument, right? Now you can wait till you have the talented people to get the brick and mortar because I want to make sure that mm -hmm. I've got good people who are going to help me make money. Yep. Um, that are that I'm, I'm all staffed up, but sometimes those people won't come to you if there's not a nice legitimate business yeah. to work for. It's like I'm, I'm I don't feel like reporting to your living room. I feel like I'm, I'm <laughs> that's I'm, uncomfortable. I'm a, I'm a little bit more professional than the operation. What it looks like as 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 greatly people, as you might run your business, right? Out of the operation of your living room, right? There's some people like you said that aren't that's going to be a deterrent for them, right? It, it will be. And I know, I know someone personally who their struggle, um, and it's not even a part of our brand. It's a, it's an, an outside company. Their struggle is they have an, they have a giant warehouse office space that is undeveloped. Okay. Um, there's maybe two actual office office spaces within there mm -hmm. and the rest of it is just filled with construction material clutter. Um, now, to recruit individuals to come work for them. A part of it is having this awesome kick-ass office space with the lounge and the kitchen and everything else kind of that all tailors to it. Um, and they can't recruit people because they get them in for the interview. Everything goes great. Now let's meet in person at the office. And then it's a disheveled mess. And even though they're operating a highly functioning business in terms of the income they're bringing in, it's not being put back. The owners aren't putting it back into what needs to be done in terms of people are very visual, mm -hmm. you know, very. Uh, uh, th that's why brands are so great because when you go look at a brand, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're doing really well. They're cleaned up and they're, you know, they, they, they recognize mm -hmm. that people are visual. They, they, they look at colors. They, yep. you know, I, you, you see me in our office, right? I'm, I'm always getting on the fact we got boxes cluttering up against the wall. Yep. It's like, let's get rid of those, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, let, let, let's neaten things up, neaten things up because it's like a positive working environment that's clean and neat is organized and you're going to be able to run a business organized. And then the quality of life of the people that are working in there all day is better. Yeah. Very true. Very true. And then the same that's thing. preparing for growth and scalability, right? Yeah. Cause you want to keep good people. You don't want them, you know, getting kind of like uncomfortable with you working because the place is messy. Yeah. yeah and you got to, you got to follow through with what, I mean, if, if your goal is, let's say let's use the office space as an example, right? If the goal is let's get an office space and let's say you hire good talent, right? And they, they recognize, okay, uh, you guys just got this space. It looks disheveled, but you guys are going to be consistently working on it over the next X amount of months to, to develop it. Mm -hmm. And then X amount of months pass and it's still the same. Um, that person may feel a certain way towards that. It's like, okay, well, you, are you really being genuine about, the intentions of where this business is trying to grow. You're telling me that 
we're growing and we're taking the next steps, but then I'm not visually seeing it as, as an employee. Well, and so how do you... That's an outstanding point. So say your business is growing, it's ready to take next steps and you want to hire somebody and you're telling them you're growing, you have a position coming available, but yet you're not doing anything to grow your company, mm -hmm. right? Like for example, somebody working from home that has staff and they're not willing to go to sign a lease for a brick and mortar. It means you're not willing to take a risk on your business. Why would I want to come work for you and take a risk on it? Mm-hmm. That could be a reason why people don't do it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I've seen that happening, actually. Uh, 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 although, I, I mean, that, that, that's just an example. I mean, you, that, that shouldn't, I mean, you should be able to get, you should be able to still recruit and grow. Yeah, there's, there, there's, still, there's still plenty, I think, of individuals out there that could be a good fit for you, right? right. It's just when you're thinking um, the big picture wise, right? Because if, if you know in three years, you absolutely will need an office space and you're not doing anything in the meantime to kind of tee yourself up for it, right? right? When, that, when that mark comes three years down the road, it's like, it, you, you, it's hard to correlate kind of what's going on there. It's it's hard to, to grow your business when you're on the back foot. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of people exactly. want to have everything perfect before I make a move. Well, then you're never going to do anything, mm -hmm. right? You just never will. It's like, I mean, well, I'm, I want to make sure I have the perfect setup to put myself in a position for success. I think we spoke, I think we had, had a podcast on this a while ago. I think it was actually prior to us being in the new studio, but it was like waiting for the perfect timing on everything, right? Right. It's like, there is like, there is very, very rare opportunities where there's ever a perfect timing, right? Yeah. And then oftentimes that's called luck. Uh, oh yeah. Right. It's like, it, it was not planned for that to happen the way it is, but it just happened to work out that way. Um, right. I have, I have a good example of that. Well, it's well, like, it's like when we won, won the raffle for care paw. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just like, yeah. Cause we were, well, we were about to pack up and leave. And well, we're let like, me give you another there. example, yeah, you know, back before okay. birth control. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> all right. Do you, you think anybody, any of us would be here if, if, if our great, our, if our ancestors planned to have children? No. no. Exactly. I mean, half no. of us wouldn't even be here. No. You know, I mean, it's just, know. it's yeah. I, I get <laughs> but, what you're saying. But yeah. So but. with that raffle, we were packing up and we were about to leave and you won. And we we're thinking, and we're like sitting there. Oh, we're not going to, we're not going to get anything. We have, one, we have a single ticket in a yeah. bucket of probably like a hundred plus, And they're selling yeah. tickets as the raffle's going on. So yeah. more people are just bidding for the higher things last minute. Right. And then we yell, shake the bucket. Shake the and bucket. And then they shake it up. <laughs> and they pull, like, our, they pull out our one ticket. Yeah, there you go. Well, he pulls it out and he's like, oh, it's upside down. And I was like, Chase Kerr, Chase Kerr, Chase Kerr, Chase yeah, Kerr, yeah. Chase Kerr, Chase Kerr. And they're like. Chase Kerr. <laughs> we're yeah, like, yeah, yeah winner, go. winner. Perfect timing, and it was right? the grand Perfect prize, timing, too. That's that's rare to happen, I think, <laughs> right. in your business. You have to, yeah. it's like controlling the controllables. Well, right? what like, you're saying right. is you you believed in the opportunity that you had to win that prize, mm -hmm. right? So you kind sat of. there and you waited, right? <laughs> well, you have to believe in the opportunity of your business to scale and grow. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, you you know, and, and you, it, what I don't tell a lot of people <laughs> is when you buy a franchise, obviously you're paying tens of thousands of dollars and you know, it's expensive and you're investing in, in all your time and you're going to classes and you're, you're going through a whole process to own your own business. What you don't tell people at the beginning is, well, that's not the last time you're going to do that. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, you don't right. just do it once. <laughs> right. yep. you, you do that in the beginning and then you experience a certain level of success and now you got to do it all over again. 
right? I mean, and that's how you grow. I mean, like right now, I mean, I, hey, even for me, I mean, I have a multi-million dollar, you know, uh, uh, home inspection company or property inspection company. Well, if, if I want to scale my business in franchising, nobody, I didn't realize I had to go is to start a software company. Yeah. I didn't re to make my franchisees happen. What, what now I got to do, I got to invest again. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, I, Oh, now, now I got to go invest again in, in, in a, another subsidiary company, you know, that, that's going to, you know, help compete with the competition for pest control. Yeah. It's like, what? And just going, that ties directly back to that, the clip you mentioned of Steve Harvey talking about, you have to be uncomfortable to be yeah. able to make moves because very easily, right. I cannot be working here today. Mackenzie cannot be working here today. Yeah. And the Glendora location is just, just doing its thing. Right? Well, we're not doing two million a year. We're doing five. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's just the the girls up front. You got you, we have four schedulers now, right? And yeah. they're just plugging away, and you're on the bike seven days a week, right? <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing, right? And so I would love to do that. Right? That'd be very comfortable for and me, and yeah. obviously, right? And it's a uh, but for you, what you obviously your goals for your business, right? And then bringing on the people to help. Kind well, of the last that, two weeks, like, I did not to go some, to. The, we're, I'm not in the pool in the morning the last two weeks. And you know why? Because I'm in freaking meetings at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? And it's just always having to be just recognition, right? It's like if I want to do something, it's going to take this kind of re these kinds of resources, <clears throat> effort, time um, to make that. You kind of have to have blind faith, it, blind it, faith in a sense. Well, yeah. I, and I, I'm going to give you a perfect example this morning. You know, my, the CPA out of New York's like, well, taxes are due Monday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, we don't have the money to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosen is like they're, they're like taxes you gotta there's seventy thousand dollars to the fed and then the state you know you're gonna pay them 20 to 20 to, to, you know and i'm like well we could either pay that <laughs> or we invest in software and we pay that some program later on in the summer right yeah and i'm telling i so i call Rosen outside of the office maybe i'm getting a little too much information here but yeah. it's just this is where you live if you're going to grow and push the needle, yeah. it's where you live. It's like you make it happen, right? Well, yeah. This is the podcast. I'm putting square pegs through round holes. And yeah, I mean, you know, we, we I'm not saying we, we can't pay our taxes. I, don't get me wrong. I'm just, yeah, just, not, just not by Monday. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I, I want to pay for software. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So right. I'm taking this money, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And, you know, and Paul's over here going to pay me back over here. And, that's and uh, I, I think we had a franchisee. We had an advisory uh, brand. We we learned we learned that we need to have an advisory committee for mm -hmm. the brand fund, right? Yep. That's and one great. of the so I showed I showed all the franchisees that I invested twenty thousand dollars into the brand fund that didn't come out of the brand fund because the brand fund wasn't big enough last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we needed to do things. And so first question, or not first question, but mm -hmm. one of the franchisees before we finished with the meeting was, well, so are we going to have to pay that back? And I'm like. It's accounting, darling. It's mm. accounting, right? Uh, I, I don't think we can pay that back. I, I don't see the brand fund making that $20,000 extra this year to pay the money back. Mm -hmm. we have, but we do have to balance the, the accounting spreadsheet. And so obviously the concept of how you, you, you invest in your business, at least if you're, if you're partnering and working with me, mm -hmm. is we're, get, we're gonna pay the, where, where the money needs to be paid to help us grow our business first. Mm -hmm. My stepfather, you know, bless his heart, uh, Hans Buning, when I was younger, he made some, he, he gave me some nuggets that always stuck with me. And he says, Dwayne, when the money comes in, you know what you do? Pay yourself first. Always pay yourself first. 
Well, I'm applying that to our business. Mm -hmm. Before I go pay the government and give the, the government our capital to grow the business, I'm going to pay the business first. I'll pay the government later. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, obviously, you don't have back taxes, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't, we're not, yeah. You, you know, I, I, I'm looking at a budget to where, you know, hopefully by July, we're going to be able to, you know, cover all that. But I, I want to open up the, the pest control company. I want to open up in August the, 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 the software company. And the government can wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, because there's things that you do to be uncomfortable, to, to trust in what you have to at some point trust in what you're doing and, and make the judgment call. And hey, look, you know, all these all these problems and worries are not going to go away. They'll always be there, mm-hmm. you know, but but guess what we're going to do? We're, we're, we're going to move forward and we're going to work with what we got and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, that's my advice for small business owners. You know, prove that you can be successful as soon as you can prove to yourself and and to your business that that you're good at it and it's going to make money and you're going to be successful. Now go out there and get uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, there you go. I mean, just take the next step, right? I mean, I think something that comes to my mind, it's not not business related at all, but we watch these videos of these backcountry skiers Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. the squirrel, the squirrel suit guys. (laughs) Right. And you think... You like they got there by being in a comfortable position. It's like, <laughs> oh first, okay, number one, these guys no. are maniacs, right? right? Some of the stuff that they're doing, but it's like, it's it gets to a point to where they're just fearless, and they know if they want to be the best at whatever they're doing, it's like they got to go put themselves in a situation to where they might break their neck. But it's like for, well, for them, sure. for them, right? They have the training, and the calculated risk, and they do they set themselves up to do these crazy things, and now all of a sudden they're testing that limits and boundaries well, of like human capabilities. Well, the Red Bull squirrel suit guys that are out there doing all the extreme stuff, the X game guys doing the, you know, 40 backflips off a, you know, a hundred foot ski jump. Yeah. You know, they, they started with it with, with just learning how to ski. Oh yeah. They, they started they, they, they just they did pizza and French fries when they're, when they're, well, right. Old, right? And, and those squirrel suit guys, they were strapped onto somebody's stomach jumping out of a plane one day, you know, and somebody else is pulling the cord. Right. I mean, which I think you just did here not yeah, too long recently, ago for, yeah. for a birthday thing, um, you know, and then they go to the next and then the next and then the next. So you don't ever get there if you don't keep pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not getting there sitting back, never going skydiving. And then all of a sudden one day jumping into a squirrel suit right. and, I mean, just, and expecting things to work out in their favor. Right. Well, it's, it's it's doing those small steps and leading yourself up to a position to. uh well, my boys and I, I mean, we finally went out there and did the avalanche training mm-hmm. and got, you know, we're, we're level one mm-hmm. air certified. And we've actually, you know, we have a few days now in the, in the back country, very low level, mm-hmm. <laughs> but now we can maybe go a little more and mm-hmm. cause that's something we want to do. And we want to go a little more and we, and it wasn't as scary as we thought it was going to be. No. I, I, I was kind of terrified, quite frankly. Uh, but now that we're back there, it's like, Oh, this isn't all that bad. This yeah. is actually kind of kind of pretty chill you know yeah. and 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 you know so we're, we're going to keep pushing with that but it the business is the same way the same way very Has, yes. half of it's meant i mean half of it's all mental it, it really is that's what i mean we've touched on like the psychology aspect of it of how much our own brains and our own selves get in the way mm-hmm. uh, you know mm-hmm. we, we we step our own over our own feet sometimes and it's uh it, it's hard to battle that but well hey look it, everyone has to do you, you push the needle forward it's like i've got a couple people i'm really trying to encourage to open up a brick and mortar as soon as they push forward and they open that brick and mortar, there, there, there's going to be some tough months. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's it's going to be hard because now now you're going to there's going to be more expected of you. You have to manage now. There's other other things that you're now you you put yourself in a position to do some things 
that now you get to go do and you got you don't have experience doing them now you got to go do those things and and new sets of problems are going to arise mm -hmm. but you don't you don't get to address those new sets of problems until you're in a position where you can and, and you're ready for them right it's preparation of growth as well right, right. i mean that's the same thing with us with uh learning about going to ifa and learning about certain steps that we have to take to grow as well and prepping for that Well, like you're never going to learn about until you have a brick and mortar about the phone systems that are available that you can have that are landline right the the, the voice over the internet the voip systems and how much they cost and trackers you know, on cars you're, you're, you're never gonna you're never gonna learn about you know oh parking certain vehicles overnight in the parking lot at the office might not be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And you know, because they, they might get broken into, or maybe somebody's going to steal your catalytic converter, which I've experienced. <laughs> right. It was painful, yeah. but I would much rather be, I mean, look, if I keep staying in the bubble at my house, you know, I, I don't learn these. Yeah. There are hiccups and bad things are going to happen. Um, you know, but that's okay. It's, it's just part of it. Mm -hmm. But the, the good things are way, way out, way all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, obviously I think a huge benefit for, for our, our franchise owners is being a part of the system, right. Of being a part of that support network and not having to, um, figure out everything on their own. Right. They, right. Have, they have the ability to call us or to collaborate with the people that have been in the business for two or three years more than them at different levels of success. Right. And that's, that's the biggest component, I think, of um, when speaking to new candidates and people that are interested in franchising with us specifically. It's like you're not just you're not just investing in getting two or three people uh, on our end or four or five people on our end. You're getting the whole system, and it's, mm -hmm. it, it's right. everyone cumulative effort and support. And it's hundreds like, of years of experience. It's like imagine like having you've never done something before, and it's very uncomfortable. And it's either you do it on your own, or you have a team of 20, 30 people there to literally answer your questions whenever and be available to you and be a resource and that know what they're doing and know what they're doing and all that all, all everything in between it's just it, it's crazy to think uh the, the other end of it but it's um it's yeah. certainly useful and certainly something it's we it's, continue to promote and it's exciting as we continue to grow it's the best route to go it i is. believe so too at least too. and for for those that are interested in learning more about the franchising system and kind of how morrison as a brand has gone through those growing pains, right? And learned those lessons and, and elevated and continue to push the, the needle forward uh, to expand and uh, promote our franchise owners as well as just push the business in a positive direction consistently, uh, then feel free to give us a call. Our phone number is 866-881-5027 or visit morrisonplusfranchise.com, which by the way, just redesigned and uh, is actually live now. And Outstanding. So we, uh, we're good. We're good to go. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome website. Uh, I think the look of it is exactly what we're going for. Always pushing the needle forward. Yeah. Yeah. Re <laughs> Always re redesigning and keeping up with uh, the new age of everything that's going on around us. And so it's exciting. It's stuff. a perfect example. We have to do that every couple of years. It's, uh, it's not, a, it's, it's a fluid thing. It is 100%. So uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, like hit the notifications button. We're on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, uh, Spotify. Um, pretty much all of them out there. So you name it. the support means a lot. Uh, I think we're up to 47 subscribers. Uh, so we're getting 50 here shortly, hopefully. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. We're and, getting there. Uh, it's starting to get better. Grow, so. I, yeah. Well, that's just on YouTube. Though. That's just on YouTube. Yes, right. so, yes indeed. So uh, thank you guys again. We'll be seeing uh, you next week. All right.